Hello and welcome to the Take It Off Live podcast. My name is Mike Imgood and today I'm joined by Mark Milnowski. Mark, how's it going, buddy? It's good, it's good. It's, uh, it's been a while since you've been on the podcast. How's life been since uh, the last time you went on? Oh, that was, it was 2017? 2018. 2018. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's been a while. Was it this time last year? It was about this time last mm-hmm. year. Okay. Yeah, I think so. You were on a few episodes. You were a, a regular, oh, as yes. we call it, yeah. on, on the podcast. Yeah. And here I am now. Um, Are you sure you want your show to peak this early? Well, you know, we it, we can have multiple peaks though, yeah. so maybe this is not oh, the only okay. time that you're on. Yeah, you know, I guess that's not true. To, not to foreshadow anything. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was talking with you know, Fred of the show, mm-hmm. Fred's of the show, Mitch and Rudy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know those week. guys. You know them. Um, and I said that I had a surprise guest, and they both immediately guessed you, so the oh. surprise was not a very <laughs> good one. Oh, no. So, surprise! It's me! <laughs> So let's should, jump. It. Go ahead. Go ahead. What were you saying? I guess I have to do something crazy. So that's yes. really a You need to make it memorable. Your appearance needs to be memorable. <laughs> so let's jump into some of the stories that I found this week. Okay. I've started to do this, finding weird and interesting things to talk about. Yeah. And when I saw this one this week, it was we had to talk about it. So the article is titled, New Tinder-like app helps farmers match livestock for love. This was reported by the Huffington Post, and the whole premise of this <laughs> is that there is now a, uh, we'll put it in quotes, dating app Ooh. called Tutter. <laughs> that like utter. It's, this article literally says it's a mix of the dating app Tinder and the uh, word utter, which is what a cow has. Oh, yeah. Now, there's a lot to unpack with this article. Is it cows only? It is cows only, from uh, what I can what? see. Yes. That's why it's called Tutter. Well, I guess other animals have Yeah, others. I have a really nice goat that's single and ready to mingle. Yeah, and so... I guess before we get too far, the, the point is not to match up humans and livestock. It's to match up, well, it kind of is, in a sense that it's it's, for, it's to, to buy livestock. Yes. Right? So you would go oh, on to... Oh, to buy it? Yeah, so it, it links you I to I was this. hoping you, were, you had, like, a cow who was lonely, and you were finding them, like, a cow... So partner. The, the, the fact that you bring that up here, it, it does say down here... Um, that this makes it easier for the animals, and I don't exactly know how this makes life easier for the animals. It's supposed to take away some... Here we go. Cattle farmer and tunnel user James Bridger <laughs> said it eases transportation stress for animals and may rival traditional markets. Wow. So I guess the premise of this app really is for the farmers to go on to this app and they're able to swipe left or swipe right to livestock that piques their interest. So... Some of the things that they look at on here. Let me find it. Oh my goodness! So, there we go. So you gotta you gotta have real good like profile pictures. You, know? you have yes. You know maybe you get your cow and you find maybe some like three or four out of ten cows. You put them next to yours and you kind yeah. of yeah. You know? I I don't know why. I mean I guess it's working. Uh, but it says valuable information is available on matters like milk yield and protein oh, yeah. content, uh, oh, calving potential. I want that on Tinder. Yes, I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I can Yeah, it, maybe Tinder should take hey, a note. Maybe what's your milk yield? I love the name of it. Tutter just makes me happy. That's you know? good. Yeah, could you just imagine the farmer saying, "Yeah, I was on Tutter last night and found, <laughs> found a few good animals for me." Real. But what they do say here is that 
it links you to a website called Sell My Livestock, which I guess is a pretty prominent, prominent mm. website okay. that people could go to. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not in that game. I'm not either. Um, it's it's odd. I think it's definitely odd. Um, but I guess if there's a market for it, then you know people yeah. are putting it to good use. That's good. It's like that format could be used for like a lot of things. You know, Tinder. Yeah. Like I, like local around you pop up, and you could swipe left or right on. Like dog walkers, uh, babies, uh, babysitters, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe for creeps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that this is a useful. I think that this is a bit much, though, if you're asking me, because like, why can't these farmers just go straight to that sell my livestock site and look look there? Yeah, I don't know. Like they're getting a random assortment of stuff on Tutter. Yeah, it's still really fun to say. No, it's cool, but this um, apparently was making news later on Valentine's Day because it said launching just in time for Valentine's Day. Yeah. So if you were looking get your, for a cow... Get your honey a cow yes. for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Very, um, you know, I would love to see somebody who used this. Maybe maybe I should download it and see if I can get myself yeah, a cow. we should do it right now. We won't do it right now. Cow's probably expensive, though. I feel like you'd have to, like, fill out a lot of information, like, what type of farm are you? Where do you live? Yeah. You know? Your milk yield. Yeah, my yeah. milk yield, my calving yeah. the potential, stuff like that. So this would definitely cut my eye. Oh, this is for British farmers. Uh, oh, so this okay. month, maybe it hasn't made its oh, way to the States yet. Unless no. we want to go. No. Maybe we have to make a trip and see how this yeah, pans out. It's all out. British cows. British cows. That they're, British. More pro, they're more polite. Yes. So I'm, British I'm a little milk, surprised they're using Tinder. British milk, t- British milk tastes different, I guess, too. Yeah. I don't actually know that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the next story I found. Oh, boy. Police seize cocaine disguised as Lunchables in Ohio. Wow. So, big news out of Ohio. The Ohio State Highway Patrol said two Florida men are facing charges after they were found to be transporting more than four pounds of cocaine disguised as Lunchables. Ooh. Now, here's my thing. So that's a very small amount of cocaine, right? I don't know. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. What's I guess competitively four pounds. Four pounds I feel like that that's a, you think like a pound of flour. It's yeah. Like, oh, that's I, a lot of coke. I guess. Yeah. Does it need? To, does it even need to be disguised at this point? Like what? Like I feel like that. I mean, if you're looking at the yeah. this photo, this. Is a article from UPI.com. I'd like to imagine that it wasn't like replacing the whole box. It was like you know your little pizza breads, your little sauce packet, and then your little your little line of coke above all that <laughs> next to the cheese. Yeah, I guess the I, I you can use that little that little sauce spreader stick they include in there, you know, to cut <laughs> to your to cut up the line yeah. of cocaine. <laughs> but I guess. I saw this and I was like, well, this is kind of bizarre because, like, they were obviously disguising the cocaine in a Lunchables box. Yeah. I guess for me, it was such a small, like, comparatively, a Lunchables box is not that big. No, no. I feel like they could have just hid the cocaine someplace in Anywhere the car else, yeah. without having to disguise yeah. it. Maybe they were trying to corner that, you know, fourth grader Coke yeah. market. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Because how, how great that be? You know, you're at the lunch table, and he's like, well, I've got chocolate pudding. What do you got? I'm like, well, a pound yeah, of coke. I have a whole, my Lunchables as well with cocaine. <laughs> yeah, this would be a very not good day for some kid that was going to school. <laughs> or a great day. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they the reason they were pulled over was because they were speeding and making unsafe lane changes. This took place in Ohio in Wood County. Oh. Wood so they were probably they probably already ate a lunchable and they were enjoying the cocaine. Well, that would be a shame if they just bought the lunchables box and threw away the lunchable and then just put <laughs> yeah. the cocaine in there. 
That would be a shame. I haven't had a Lunchable probably since, I don't know, high school maybe? Lunchables were not good, right? They were back then. I'm wondering now if I were going to eat one, it would be pretty terrible. I feel like it's just like a sodium... Just, oh, yeah. You're just eating straight sodium at yeah. that point. Not Proc- good stuff. Processed something. No. Do you like sawdust? The pizza ones were good, right? Yeah, I think so. They were like, I mean, I feel like to make that, you don't, it doesn't need to be like super fake to be like pizza. Just like pepperoni cheese. And A lunchable is like the bare minimum of what you can have yeah. passable as food, I yeah. think. That and spam. Yeah, spam. <laughs> I like spam. Spam also is sodium induced. Oh, yeah. I don't know what. I used to eat spam a lot as a kid. Spam, spam. Yeah, spam. but yeah. So, if you buy a lunchable in the store, make sure it's not cocaine. Mm-hmm. Like that's the moral of the story. Yeah. So from that article, there was a link, <laughs> and I saw it at the bottom of the the cocaine lunchable article, and it, it it caught my eye. And the 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 title of the article was "Company Selling Boxes of Used Tissues for Eighty Dollars," and I thought. Maybe there's more to this than meets the eye, and there is. <laughs> so the title, the headline of the article is: "A Los Angeles startup is offering to let people choose their own illness schedules oh, by buying a box of used tissues for eighty dollars." So essentially, I've read this article. <laughs> essentially, the premise is that this bypasses having to get vaccinated. So oh. these tissues contain diseases that people had, and if you want to not get a vaccine, like if you a fillet of needles or something, you could just buy a box of used <laughs> tissues that contains that disease for eighty dollars. Eat, eat, eat it or shove it up your nose or yeah. something. Yeah, so then you just essentially give yourself the 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 disease. It's like this reminds me of like the the story we learned in school when like the American government gave smallpox infested blankets yeah. to like the Native Americans. Yeah, that's that is strange. Except I think they have any like that uh, was, you know, malicious and Yeah. This is supposed to be helpful in, in a way bucks. that you're trying to help people, I guess. Next yeah. time I'm sick, I could sell my used tissues for less than 80 bucks. How is this legal? Is it legal? I don't know. It must be if they're selling it. Yeah, you think this would be like an FDA thing. Like where they just can't sell. Like they should. it should be regulated, but I don't, I don't know why. We're not about chemicals or prescription drugs here at Vave. The company's website states, inviting customers to get sick on your own terms. <laughs> that's a, that's definitely the punchline that I want to have. I don't want to get surprised. So oh. I'm just going to get sick now. The company is unclear on whether the tissues are artificially created or coated with the waste materials from actual human sneeze. This they keeps getting know. better and better. They don't know? They don't know. It, well, the company's unclear. So that means they probably oh, oh, know, oh, oh. They do know but they're just not letting anyone else know. Yeah, yeah. how is this getting through like, well, the what FDA? What would you rather have, artificial disease or a human disease? At this point, why not just get a vaccine? Yeah. Do you think this is a way to sort of yeah. navigate like an anti-vax type of movement? I guess this is still the same concept, though, right? Yeah, I think so. But I know those anti- anti-vaxxers don't like the, the other stuff they put into the uh, vaccines. Like the preservatives or whatever, but oh, this is good. What's this guy's name? Doctor William Schaffner, an infectious disease specialist and professor at the Vanderbilt University School of Medicine, called the effectiveness of such a scheme into question. And then down here, <laughs> it doesn't work. Down here, he says, "Save you eighty dollars. This whole thing is a cockamamie idea." <laughs> yeah. So, what? Uh, I, yeah, I just can't. I don't know how this is legal. 
I honestly don't know. Must be. Did you go to their website? Did I didn't. Have one? I don't. I don't want to have that in my history or something. <laughs> what I was going use through. Use tissues. Yeah, use tissues. Oh man. Yeah. So the doctor also says Gross. that he thinks it's unlikely. How? Yeah. Doctor says he finds it unlikely that the viruses would survive the journey from the company to the customer's home. Oh. That's a fair point, unless yeah. it's like packaged in something really individually wrapped. Doesn't this yeah. seem like the like how chemical warfare starts? Like yeah. you're selling a disease. Yeah, you're throwing a, a dead cow over yeah. the castle's wall. <laughs> yeah, this is way maybe, too much. Maybe the, the U.S. government's like their biggest biggest buyer. Oh, buying you're, them up. you're talking conspiracy theories now. <laughs> <laughs> Distribute them to the Cuban embassy or something. Uh, what, like uh, biological warfare? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. This Ninja is This tissue. is concerning, though. I don't know. Not something. Not I for me. I would not buy it. Yeah, I would just get a vaccine. I can. I can get my own used tissues. For sure. <laughs> okay. Next story. Right, I, this one piqued my interest too. I actually saw this one a few weeks ago. World War One grenade discovered among potatoes at Hong Kong potato chip factory. <laughs> now, oh boy. So, what? this article comes from the Huffington Post again. Hong Kong police destroyed a German-made grenade for World War One on Saturday morning after the device propped up in a shipment of imported potatoes at a local potato chip factory. So after reading the article, essentially what I found was that they think that the grenade was in like a potato field, like a potato plant field, oh. and whenever they went to harvest the potatoes, they picked up this grenade. I don't think that's what happened. I don't... I mean, my... I, I think it was uh, German time travelers from World just War I. the grenade Trying to... Put... Uh, to yeah. do something. Yeah. Well, this, so this was in Hong Kong. I wonder who found it. That's got to be scary. They said that it was... There's a photo here. There's oh, the, see, the World I, I, I would have picked that up and been like, Oh, what's this? A metal potato. <laughs> <laughs> it was covered in mud. The grenade was likely to have been left behind, dropped by soldiers... During the war, or left as it or left after it was thrown, so it was live. It was not uh, a dud, and the police in Hong Kong had to detonate it. And it's, it was um, detonated using a high-pressure water firing technique, yeah. which I don't really know what that means. They squirt water at it, like really high pressure. Up. Yeah, is it like a small? Like, is it like a fire yeah. hose? I don't know. I I think it was like one of those the thing in Monsters Inc. that they put over top of the twenty three nineteen. Oh, and they just struck us. Poof. Yeah, just like poofs. Yeah, maybe but there, maybe there's water involved. Why do you think they just didn't pull the pin and throw it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question. Probably because <laughs> they didn't want to die. I would I would be afraid if I pulled the pin, it would yeah. just immediately blow up. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so, German time travelers. Yeah. So yeah, Dave Mackley, a military historian, told the Morning Post that the grenade had likely been dug up by accident by potato harvesters in France. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I think there's still a lot of like in the ground explosives from World War One in France. I guess my thought too was like, do you think they would have sent this to a museum or anything? Like, this is worth being in a museum. I don't know. Can they have live grenades in a museum? Probably not. I'd say it's probably a bad idea. So how do you get a not live grenade? Because uh, aren't they all live? Yeah. Because they're you live get, until they detonate. You get someone you don't like, and you have them pull a pin, and if it doesn't go off, then you take it off of them and take it to the museum. Then you make a lot of money off yeah. of it, because you have a... Hey, Tim, pull this pin. <laughs> okay. So, wait. 
So are the grenades in museums? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So how are they not dead? They have to. You, I don't know. You can probably disarm them somehow. Oh, that's true. Maybe this seems like a big piece of historical, uh, historical artifact. They just kind of like go to waste. Yeah. Well, they could. It, you know, World War One's massive. They probably maybe there's there are a dime a dozen. Maybe. So not yeah, I thought that rare. was interesting. It'd have been a shame if they tried to cut that up for the potato. Mm-hmm. That could have gone not, really not well. Made all made its way into our ruffles. Well, yeah, I don't think that would have happened. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's a possibility. Potato, a, ruffled, a ruffled grenade slice. <laughs> <laughs> right, next story: Tiger at prom. Wow. <laughs> Miami school faces backlash for bringing exotic an- exotic animal to dance. Uh, so this is actually from last year, 2018, but yeah. it slipped under my radar and I thought that was worth bringing up. So the Christopher Columbus High School, which is a private Catholic school in Miami, for its prom, they brought in a, a cage tiger. And they performed. Was it a school idea? This was the school's idea. Oh, no. It was not the idea of the kids. And so it says here this poor tiger was used as an exotic, all caps, mm-hmm. amusement for the mindless teenagers who were present. Mindless. <laughs> mindless. <laughs> um, this was a sister of a. Well, a sister of a student who attended the school. It's not the student's fault to be so naive, but it's the CCHH staff who arranged this event. Therefore, they are responsible for this tiger's misery. So there's some photos here showing the tiger locked in a cage, and there's like a flame performer over here, like, doing some type of act. But this was not the only animal that was there, but the tiger is the one that's making all the news. So there was... Also, a lemur, a parrot, and a fox that was all there as well. But the tiger was the one that's getting the biggest controversy, I believe, because it was locked up in a cage. Yeah, and they're what? They're endangered? They are, right? So, yeah, it just seems like everything about this is a bad idea. So, I love seeing stuff like this and seeing people get upset, in a sense, because like this is a no-brainer decision that you should not have done this. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it happened, it had to have gone through several layers of approval. Yeah. Of approval. Like, somebody had to have thought of the idea and then thought that was a good idea. And then they had to have said to someone else, a human being, hey, <laughs> well, think about bringing this tiger, you know what? tiger. to what the do you school. Think? Do you think this is a good idea? To which that person had to have said, yeah, yeah, let's take this higher up in the chain of command. Maybe the school board is all eight-year-olds. Maybe. It's like, tiger. Maybe, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that seems, yeah. So they, I, they wanted a dinosaur, too, but that, you Yeah, know, but you can't do that. They don't, they don't exist they are, anymore. You know, in Christopher Columbus High School, it's, you know, Christopher Columbus is like a bad guy now. I kind of thought that that was yeah. ironic as yeah, well. This like, was Christopher Columbus High School. clearly not... Politically correct. Maybe not the, uh, the role model that you yeah. want your uh, school to be named after. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what we do have a holiday out? for them. Um, for now. Is there any animal that it's acceptable to take to a prom? First uh, off, let's, I think we need to take a step back. Why is your first instinct to be like, let's bring live animals to a prom? Like, is it the know. first instinct to be like, like, let's dance? Yeah, I guess. We know have like, we had, when I was in high school, we had like a magician or yeah. a hypnotist. It wasn't a magician. Actually, I think he did both. 
Well, whatever. It's like an entertainer, you know? Sure. So I guess something like that. I don't even know if this school's mascot was a tiger. Maybe it was. Christopher Columbus Tigers. This, yeah, uh, yeah, the Christopher Columbus Tigers. Christopher Columbus Columbuses. Did your high school have a mascot? Oh, yeah. What was it? We were the beaver. The beaver. Can you guess? Beavers? No, bobcats. <laughs> <laughs> so... Beaver Bobcats. The Beaver Bobcats. Why were you not the Beavers? Um, I don't know. I know Western Beaver, which is close to us, was the Western Beaver Golden Beavers. Okay. Um, but no, it's Beaver Bobcats. The Golden Beavers. So you couldn't have been like the Silver the no, Silver Beavers. Beavers was taken. My high school was the the Bison. Bison. Yeah. What was your high school's name? Uh, Bedford Bison. Bedford High School. Oh, Bison. Yeah. Beaver Bobcats. Bedford Bison. Beaver, oh yeah, a lot of alliteration. <laughs> what I thought was really funny though, this is kind of a sidebar. Was that the plural of bison is bison, mm. right? But they consistently refer to us as the bisons, which oh, is not bisons. correct because the yeah. plural of bison. Well, it is could bison. be because you know the Toronto Maple Leafs—they're plural of Le- leaf. leaves. Yes, leaves. Yeah. But they are—they are the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's interesting because I think it's something to do like it's a proper noun, like like a a player is a Toronto Maple Leaf. Does that make it okay? I don't know. That's how it's spelled everywhere. I like that. We um, there was actually a bison farm near Bedford, and they used to. I, I think I'm remembering this correctly. That they used they occasionally bring a bison to the football game. Oh, he would not be on the field. Yeah, I think it's a little different if it's a domesticated animal. Like I think it could be fun. Uh, I remember our finals week in college. They'd bring in like those comfort dogs. You know. Yeah, I think that's, that's a domesticated yeah. animal. Yeah. yeah, like maybe at prom for all the people that are like crying in the corner, you could have like a separate room where they could go and get comforted by like a real nice German Shepherd or something. Or like a bison. Or a bison, a comfort bison. Yeah. The, the bison. So cows are domesticated. The bison domesticated. Mm, is a cow? Is yes. a bison just an extension of a cow? Uh, I think they're related. I don't know. That we might. Well, take a that. bison can't use tutter. They cannot. No. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's yeah. I don't know what, what do you do with a bison. Can you milk bison? You have to be able Probably. to milk bison. I mean, you bison can, milk? I think you can milk anything. Bison milk. <laughs> you can milk anything if you squeeze hard enough. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> 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 Moving on. Yeah. So, moral of the story: Don't bring live animals to the prom. Got it. Unless it's domesticated. Unless like it's a domesticated dog or, or a bison. bison. Yeah. Yeah. Or anything milkable. Anything milkable. Oh wait, no. That'd be a mammal, right? Yeah. All mammals would milk. you could milk a tiger. So. Yes. But we're not going to milk any tiger. <laughs> All right. Moving on. This one is a bit old, but since I didn't do a podcast last week, I wanted to bring this up because it blew me away. So last, I want to say last Saturday was National Pizza Day. So oh. I hope you celebrated accordingly by eating a hot dog. Yes. Um, <laughs> and to celebrate the holiday, IHOP came up with this product that also got through the marketing team called the Pancitza. Are you sure it's not? Pancitza. I think I saw the... I, was, <laughs> I, I looked up the pronunciation for it. Oh. I, think, I think it is Pancitza. Because if you told me it's Pancitza, Pan, Pan yeah. It's a real Italian thing, obviously. <laughs> so, title of this article, this comes from Yahoo News. IHOP unveils a giant pizza-sized pancake called the Pan, Pan, Pancitza. And essentially what they were selling was a boxed pancake that looked like a pizza. Yum. Kind of. So here's, so the whole thing was to celebrate National Pizza Day, and they give you a pancake in a pizza box. 
Now, what you would think is that this is like a 12-inch pancake, like, yeah. and it's cut into slices. See if there's any photos. There isn't. But it's, it's, it's literally cut in like eight slices, like what a, a pizza would be. Yeah. And they would serve it like that. So I'm like, okay, well, this must be pretty big. It's seven inches, which... That's very tiny. I feel like your normal pancake is like, what, yeah. five inches in diameter? Maybe six? Yeah. So how, how is this any different than a regular pancake? It's in a pizza box. And they're charging <laughs> you $5 for one pancake. Yeah, it's dumb. I already hate IHOP, so... Why do you hate IHOP? Because I went there once, and it was terrible. The food was gross, my seat was all dirty, oh. and it took like an hour for us to get our food. So I vowed never to go back. And have you ever been back? Nope. Oh, well, I think IHOP's okay. It's better than like... It's like a, a worse Eaton Park. And Eaton Park isn't all that great. Eaton Park's not that good. Denny's yeah. is also not that good. Yeah. I'm killing any shot at sponsorship <laughs> I have for any of these places. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, none of them would be like... But that's what it reminds me of, and like IHOP was m much more expensive than Eaton Park. Yeah, and it was not not very good. There's a place here in so I live in the Moon area mm -hmm. in the Pittsburgh region. There's, there's uh, IHOP in Robinson. Yeah, that's why I went to. Yeah, and if you go there on like a Sunday morning at ten o'clock, you have to wait for like three hours to get a table. Why would you do that? Well, why would just, you wait for three hours to go to IHOP? I wouldn't, but I'm just saying that like I. Maybe that it's a slight embellishment of how long you have to wait. Mm. But I feel like all the churchgoers love going to like IHOP uh, after the, like eating public, all those places. Yeah. Not my first choice. Oh. Speaking of breakfast food. Yes. There's a place where I live now in Beaver, Pennsylvania called Waffles and Caffeinated. And have you heard of this place? No. Yeah, well, it's a waffles place and they sell lots of other stuff too. But a lot, a lot of their entrees is like waffles and chicken or waffles. Oh, wait, you didn't tell me about this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, they, they're they going through some drama with being allowed to sell beer, and but it's very good. So everything that they have is waffle-based? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, like, well, you can get burgers there, but they're also... Uh, is it waffle, between waffles two waffles? Based. No. Like a burger between two waffles? <laughs> that is a good idea, but no, it's not. If, yeah. if they're listening to this, that's my idea. Yeah. You can't have it. They're very good. I hope they listen to this, and I support them selling beer in Beaver, because Beaver's a dry town, so they're not allowed to sell, but they found some loophole by being declared a storage facility for for a brewery, and the people of Beaver are up in arms about it. Oy. So up in arms that they wrote an angry letter. To this waffle place? Control oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't That's think it's going to do anything, but that was, they had, they had a nice big town hall meeting, and they, uh, they, uh, they're like, who thinks this is a bad idea? And like 90% of the people raised their hands. And then uh, the response was, we're going to write a letter. And that's, that's, that's about as far as it got. Yeah, that's all they can do. They should pick it outside. That would make maybe be more effective. Yeah. Although, people, isn't this just... Been, I mean, to, to their detriment, though, I didn't know about this place before all of this. Yeah. And now that I know about it, I'm like, oh... Yeah. This is like the, the the whole point of no publicity is bad publicity. Yeah, All publicity is good publicity. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting, though. Yeah. Why is Beaver dry? I don't know. It's As long as I live there, I grew up there, It's it's been dry, but it doesn't make much sense to me. So that's like a, a town it, decision they have to make? Like, yeah. Yeah, I think, like, I think it's something to do with, like, property values, and if there's, like, a bar on the street corner and it ends up being rowdy or something then oh, it might oh, affect the, the property value thing yeah no, nobody wants that but well it should be about promoting uh, small business in the town yeah right? 
Yeah. And it seems a little elitist to me, you know, because all the people in Beaver, all the other restaurants have like uncorking fees, and, sure. and all the people in Beaver I know will go out to restaurants and order wine or beer, and uh, it's like, you know, we can, we'll go over to the next town to shit. We don't want to shit in our own house. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. So <laughs> uh, it's just no, I guess you silly. So. Yeah, but IHOP's, IHOP's, IHOP's <laughs> is not good. Um, and they also have this marketing idea. So, you remember they did the IHOP thing not too long ago? Where no, they what? Inter- International House, of, they changed the name briefly to International House of Burgers. Oh. Do you remember this? No, so they, I don't. The whole marketing campaign was to flip the P over to a B. So it said IHOP instead of IHOP. Oh. So it was International House of Burgers, and it was a whole marketing campaign. They could do International House of D, too. Well, they'd just have to flip it and then rotate it. That would be... No, you just, like, you come down, you go clockwise. It just, oh, it's like a complete rotation. Yeah. I get you. Well, they haven't done that. They did do IHOP, though. Yeah. And IHOP, and that was for Burgers. International House of D. That was... That was that's that was my, that's my gay bar idea. <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> We're just coming up with all sorts of million dollar ideas yeah. today. But anyway, I don't know if this panned out well for them. Uh, if you wanted one of these, it's too late. Uh, it was only available for three days. Ah shucks. Yeah. So yeah. Um, a pancake in a pizza box. A pancake in a pizza box. Million dollar idea. They probably made a good bit of money off of this though. Maybe. It's it's uh, novel. So. This just looks disappointing. Yeah, you find you see. I I would probably just look at that box like, oh, pizza, and open it up, and that that's what I saw. Mm. Yeah, All right, I got one more story. Okay, ready for this? Ready. This one is my favorite because it hits close to home for me. <laughs> now, I'm from Bedford, which is in Central PA, mm-hmm. and there's a town Bedford Falls. Bedford Falls, yes. There's a town really close to Bedford called Altoona. Mm, yes, and I've heard of Altoona. On Twitter, I follow, this is from WJAC, it's a news station in Altoona. Yeah. And I think it's in Altoona, it might be Johnstown, <laughs> regardless. So, the title of the article is, Altoona Man Charged with Arson After Throwing Cigarette in Gas-Filled Toilet. Okay? Wow. Now, there's a lot of levels to this yeah. story. We're going to have to break it down piece by piece. And luckily, the story's kind of built this way. Great. An, Al- an Altoona man is facing arson charges for allegedly lighting a house on fire by throwing a cigarette in a toilet, police say. Straightforward. Toilet was filled with yeah. gasoline. Man throws oh, that okay. cigarette yeah. into gasoline-filled toilet. Why was there gas in the toilet? We'll get to that. Okay. Oh, boy, we'll get to that. Emergency crews responded to a house fire at such-and-such such. on Tuesday. Police say they spoke to a woman on the scene who told them she was arguing with 38-year-old... Uh, we'll, we'll leave his name out of here. About his drinking habits. (laughs) Police said the woman told them that he was trying to take to the car, so she flushed a container full of gas down the toilet. Whoops. Now, okay. So does this mean that the car didn't have any gas in it? Like, why did she flush a thing of gas down the toilet? Yeah, Was he going to use that gas to fill up his car to leave? Maybe she siphoned it. I don't know. Maybe she did. That was another thought I had. Maybe she siphoned it. But maybe you could just put it on the ground. Ah, wait. We have an answer. Oh, okay. The woman said the gasoline they used to start the car was kept in the house. Oh, okay. So I still have other questions, though. This is the the car starting gasoline. Yeah. I'm not a car guy. But I've never driven a car where you need gasoline you need on specific hand. specific gas to, yeah. to for the gasoline. Yeah, to, to stop this yeah. car. Yeah, I don't know. 
Maybe it's one of those hand crank ones. Maybe. Chitty chitty bang bang. She didn't say how old the caller was, but <laughs> according to police, the woman said that he threw a lit cigarette into the toilet and left the bathroom as flames began to rise. <laughs> so was he, so, was he just like, you know, peeing and then he was done, he was smoking, and he was like, ah, oh, you know, well, or was it like, ah. So, another yeah. thing. Who, I don't smoke, right? Yeah. Is that a common thing to do, is to throw your cigarettes in the toilet? Yeah, I feel like I've seen people at, like, smoky bars, like, smoke in the toilet and just, like... Just like, throw it in the... Yeah. But, like... I've, I've, I've peed on penny, plenty of <laughs> cigarette butts in the urinal. You know, uh, you see them in there. Well, just, yeah, like a... Yeah, but, like... Like in your own house? Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, Miller said. Oh, what was his last name? Said he didn't know the. <laughs> said he didn't Miller know Light was, was what the man enjoyed because <laughs> of his drinking habit. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for covering that. <laughs> he said that he didn't know there was gasoline in the toilet when he threw in his cigarette. So throwing cigarettes in the toilet must be a common occurrence yeah. for him. And it's also a fair expectation that there's no gasoline in the toilet. Do you think that she should have known that he put his cigarettes in the toilet? Maybe not flushed it down the drain. Like, she could have put that gasoline anywhere, right? Yeah, I dumped it outside. Yeah, could have dumped it outside. Bad for the environment. But also, it's bad for the environment if you put it down the toilet, though, too. I don't know. This has... There's a lot of levels here. Yeah. Um, Some of his charges include arson, risking catastrophe. I didn't know that was a charge. Risking catastrophe. Is that something you could be charged with? Yeah, something I get charged with every day. Ayo. How do you... What else can be classified as risking catastrophe? I don't know. Maybe Apparently throwing a lit cigarette yeah, in a toilet. Maybe uh I don't know. That would have been a sight though. Yeah. To see the toilet on fire. <laughs> <laughs> would be. And is it like yeah, it's like this was what a, she dumped it in there and then she didn't flush? That's what I would do. If I was trying to get rid of something, you know. How did it not overflow the toilet? Well, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't that much. It didn't say how but many. It wasn't I, that much. I, oh man, this is so confusing. Isn't it? Yeah. Like there's a lot of there's like a lot this is you know, like probably series like, of unfortunate like events, of, this is it. Yeah, there's like a lot of stuff we don't know. Like a lot of questions to be answered. It's Speculating probably, is the best part about these probably, stories. Probably, it was probably those German time travelers. Uh, more importantly, his bail was set at 25000 Oof. Which is, yeah. Yeah. He's probably going to be in, not going to pay that. No, this is, yeah, I just can't believe, this is just, it's something else. Yeah. Really something else. Oh, but this home, happened, you know? this happened really close to home. So. Yeah. Well, did you know this guy? Nope. No idea. Did you know Miller Lite is my favorite beer? I do like Miller Lite, too. It's my favorite <laughs> beer. Yeah. So, did you, but you didn't know this guy, did you? Nope. No idea. But uh, I do know that he likes to throw his cigarettes in the toilet and yeah. that his lady friend likes to dump cans of gasoline down the toilet. Yeah. Bad combination, if you are them. Definitely. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's all I got for this week. Um... Hope it was a fun one. I'm glad that you came on again. Yeah. It's been a while. It was fun, yeah. and I would love to do it again. Yes, we'll have to find some more interesting and fun things to talk about. If you're looking for another peak, like if you get Rudy on here again and like... Like it hits like black bottom yeah. numbers again. Then, then, then bring me the next one. Bring you back on. And I will be yeah. ready. You're like a rating spoof. It's like a key kit. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna end with some some final thoughts. No, sh- you know we shouldn't take shots at Rudy. You know he's a very 
distinguished guests on the podcast. Yeah. And I don't want to, you know, put any bridges. I've also I've already ruined my shots at several sponsorships today yeah. by taking shots at And uh, Michael Miller, excuse me. Oh. My God. <laughs> 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 but yeah. So um, with that, we'll do uh, some closing thoughts. What are your closing thoughts? Oh, um, oh. Put your leg on the spot. Um, I don't really have anything. Yeah, I don't really have anything either. <laughs> so with that, uh, we'll uh, end the show. This has been the Take It Off Live podcast. You can go find me on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Play Music. You porn. No. <laughs> um, so with that, this has been the Take It Off Live podcast. My name is Mike Imgood, and until next time, I will see you later.